Hello. Hey, Dr. Bill. Hey, I'm... Oh, man. Everything is different. Are those words that you're saying? Uh, Or is it just pure, pure frontier gibberish? So I, I got uh, if you, if you check the uh, Gmail account mailbox, I have once again been rejected uh, for my uh, New York Comic Con press credentials. Uh. So this year I shall not be going to New York Comic Con, and I okay. shall not be giving any coverage whatsoever to it. <laughs> them. Yeah. We got Eternal Con. That's who, right, ne- man. who needs tomorrow? Let's who make it last. <laughs> we got tonight. I think something died in a garage. I hope it's not Alvin. Maybe Alvin killed something in the garage. Man, it smells like a dead rat in here. The f- or Alvin. What the hell is that? I, I, man, that better be like an open can of cat food or something. Cause that's that, I, that smells of death. Ooh. Did you hear that? Was that thunder? Yeah. We shook the Thund- whole house. Thunder, thunder and the lingering scent of death. That's not a, that's not a good combo. <laughs> well, I guess I should be going now. This might be my last show. Say goodbye to the folks, Bill. <laughs> Bye, folks. I think the Grim Reaper's coming. Crap. Ben, do you smell something in here? Just you. Just me. <laughs> well, so, are we ready to do to dive in to the topic tonight? Yeah, we probably should. You want to bring it in? Sure. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Avengers Spotlight episode uh, something. Ten. I think this is yeah, because last time was nine. <laughs> so I think this one is ten. I think we're up to ten. Wow, we're in the double digits. Of course, well, we did. We, we we had an email one that we didn't give a number to, and a point one or one point five episodes. So. Well, we've also picked up the pace a little on the Avengers Spotlight uh, of late. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, sorry, I was looking at my computer screen with the glasses. Whew, not good. So so, uh, so, back to the Korvac saga. This back is our Korvac. third Korvac episode? Technic- well, it's our third... Mm, more thunder. It's our third, but maybe four if you count the, uh, the coverage of the annual on Guardians. On the Guardians episode. Because we've done two individual issues. We did 167 and we did 168. And this is 170. So this is our third 
Avengers official Avengers spotlight, but we covered the first part of the story in the Guardians episode with Thor annual number six, I believe. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. So this is our fourth, yeah. our fourth, our fourth go round with Korvac, mm-hmm. and so far so good. I mean, the the distinction is that first one really wasn't part of the. Uh, Right, so, I mean, it's, just, it's kind of a precursor to it, but it's not part of the story. Yeah, it. I include it because it's included in the hardback edition I have. So, and and actually, when we get to the end, there's actually a four-page epilogue that uh, is included in there too. That I'll I'll go over, and I also have something special planned after we finish it, kind of like a follow-up to it to the Korvac saga in another book, but I don't want to give away everything now. So we get any, I don't think we have any new Avengers news. Uh, Avengers two is over. Is that like 1.2 billion on the yeah, box I, office I, I now? It, it's, it's a weird day and age because I think it's 1.2 billion and it was somewhat of a disappointment for them. <laughs> yeah. Big disappointment, which, which is like really stupid when you think about it, but I think they were shooting for like 1.5 billion. I don't remember. I mean, we could, I could take a, we could just, uh, I'm, I'm curious as to what the domestic take is. I will look here real quick. I'm on Box Office Mojo, and I want to see what Box Office take was. So the regular Avengers movie, the domestic gross was $623 million. That was on the first Avengers, and its overall was $1.5 million, and that was 22 weeks in the theater. So... Avengers: Age of Ultron. Right now, it's four hundred nineteen million. Yeah, domestic, and eight sixty six worldwide for a one point two eight five total. And that's only in four four weeks. It is. It really is a disappointment. (laughs) Now, what was the uh, what was the budget on it? Uh, According to I'm also on Box Office Mojo. According to this, it was two hundred fifty million. And my understanding is, in order to be considered profitable, you pretty much have to do double your budget. So five hundred thousand would, would be double the budget. But I'm also million. of the understanding that that's domestic. That they want to do five hundred thousand, oh. million rather domestic. But what? And the rest of the world doesn't count. It's profitable. But it's it's to me that's all creative accounting because now you're not taking into account you know what are they going to make on uh, video release you know yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that. I, I the other one's budget was two hundred and twenty million for the first Avengers movie, so it made and it made six twenty three domestic. So yeah, it more than doubled. But but they they still have time. It's only been four weeks. It could still rack in a little bit more. Yeah, I mean time, basically relax. for it to be that double the uh, budget domestically, they need another uh, eighty one million. That mm-hmm. seems doable, but I don't know. I don't know how I don't know. You know, they they seem to come and go out of the theaters so fast now. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, and of course, uh, I just took a peek at Man of Steel. I know this is probably going to tick somebody off. It lot. will. I, I don't even know what you're going to say, but once you invoke Man of Steel, you're going to piss off somebody. Production buzz it two hundred twenty-five million domestic gross two hundred ninety-one worldwide six hundred sixty-eight million. Yeah, see but, that. Uh, that but I think, same standard. That's a failure. Yeah. Yeah, it did not double its budget domestically. No, it only beat its budget by forty-five million, like forty million dollars. Or, oh, excuse me, I can't do math. About seventy million, which sucks because I've seen it a few times since then. I know I was a little cr- critical then, 
and I've come to enjoy more of the movie in certain aspects, and I want it to do better because I'd like to see Superman do better. And and it was an an, inter- an interesting thought, and I think I brought it up on on profits this morning. So this I may be really repeating myself here, but uh, yeah, but we I, won't I, hear profits for five six weeks. But there, there was more. there was a talk about a uh, Fantastic Four. And mm-hmm. saying, you know, there's so many people who seem to be wishing for it to be a failure. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. And I'm, I, you know, I, I am not encouraged by anything I see about the movie because it looks like shit. But I'm not happy about that because, and, and this, th- this point kind of brought it home. If it fails miserably, if it's a bomb, we're probably never going to get in our lifetimes, or at least not in the next, say, 15 years, another Fantastic Four reboot. Because there will be three Fantastic Four movies, or four if you want to count the Roger Corman one, none of which were considered to be successful. Hmm. And I'm not sure that the suits are going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll green light you know, another $200 million in budget to make another one. Yeah, but maybe you might see, like, let, let's say this next one doesn't do well. Maybe, was it Fox that owns the rights to that? Um... Or is it they, Sony? I, I'm not sure. I honestly don't recall. Regardless, whoever owns it, I think maybe it's they'll because I think Sony owns Spider-Man. That's right. That's right. Well, maybe they'll give up the rights and revert them back to Marvel, and then Marvel can, you know, work it into the Marvel universe. Maybe who knows? And the other rumor I'm hearing is that you know when the Hulk went off in that ship in Age of Ultron, that that's ultimately going to lead us to World War Hulk. That they're going to do a movie. I don't know if that's true either. But it's a yeah, but I also heard that they won't be able, that they can't make a Hulk movie because Universal owns the right. He owns they own the distribution rights, and that that prevents a, a standalone Hulk movie. Just what I heard. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then he becomes the supporting star, kind of like the way Black Widow has been, uh, and maybe he ends up finding his way into the next Guardians movie. Could be. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. Yeah, lots of possibilities out there. Yeah, I, I mean, their, their slate is pretty full for the next couple of years, so I, I don't know when they're going to announce the next uh, run of movies. Uh, who knows? I mean, they got to burn through these first. Um, on a little comic, kind of avenger kind of related, uh, I picked up from my LCS, um, I bought the first issue of Secret Wars. What'd you think? Hmm... I will say that it did take me a while to read it, which I was surprised that I wasn't able to just burn right through it. Mainly, but that could be because I'm not really up to speed completely with what's going on. Um, I'm intrigued. I've seen a little bit for the second one, and I'm even more confused. So I'm thinking of picking up the second one as well. Um, Have you happened to read any of them? No, not yet. I'm waiting for it to get into a discount bin. Mm. Well, I mean, I... I did buy it. To, it was um, four ninety nine. Yeah, I'm not paying that. <laughs> was it four ninety nine or five ninety nine? I'm I'm going the Professor Allen route on this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I if I go nuts, maybe I'll pick up a trade if I do hear positive things about it. It's it's definitely different. And one thing that was cool because I, I in this I'm just going to say one portion is that uh, basically it looks like. The two uni- well, you know what's going on. The two there's only basically like two universes left. It's the it's regular and the ultimate, right? And they're both smashing together, or whatever. And Reed Richards in one of them, in ours, has developed a um, uh, like a life draft, 
But you know what the life raft looks like? No idea. It looks like the old, um, remember in the first Secret Wars, the structures that the heroes went into and were transported away out into the, the galaxy somewhere? And, and they, the little white arenas. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that, Battle World, right? Right. And they watched Battle World be formed formed out in space because the Beyonder came to them and said, you know, I blah, 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 blah. And there was the villains in one of them and the heroes in another. But those those little rings, those white rings, those little that's what the raft is that uh, that's what the raft looks like that Reed created. And at the same time, I guess Namor uh, had teamed up with Thanos and a couple other villains and there's like a raft for the villains too like they're the villains of the story so. now I thought Namor was dead right now I thought Black Panther killed him I guess he got better I got better <laughs> I hadn't heard about him you know I mean you know nobody's dead forever I mean it's a, it's yeah. a given but uh well now nobody I, I, had, I had seen I had I had heard it the spoiler on it so I looked it up online I didn't have the issue but uh basically it looks like uh Black Panther stabbed him in the back as revenge for what happened during the Avengers versus X Men, uh, when he Flooded caused that, when he caused the Wakanda. tsunami on Wakanda. Hmm. I don't know. I saw him there. I mean, maybe I need to go back and read it. It was late at night. I could, but I well, know maybe I it's saw an alternate it. reality submariner. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah, could be. Well, I guess that's it for any real new comic news. Because I guess, uh, um, you know. Marvel Universe is coming to an end. DC Universe is coming to an end. Is the DC Universe actually coming to an end with Convergence? Because I've heard different things. I, I don't know. I don't I've, know. I've heard that it's it's rebooting again, and I've also heard that, no, this is just kind of like to buy some time while they move their corporate offices from New York to California. Why do you need... Whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know the reasoning behind that. I don't understand the logic. But uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I've heard it's you know it's a world-changing event, and I've also heard it now nah, they're just jerking you around again, <laughs> just jerking me around. But please, please, let's go back to a traditional Superman. I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired. Let's take the greatest superhero of all time and just turn him into a buffoon. What the hell, Superman the Clown? Do I do I make you laugh? I'm here. I'm here to amuse you from Krypton. Joe Pesci is Superman, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, but I mean, oh, I just, I don't know what they're thinking. The, the whole, you know, Lois laying out at his secret identity. He doesn't have a costume anymore. He, he He's with Wonder Woman. I, I, I don't get it. Well, you're more up to speed on Superman than I am, so I didn't know that Lois laying out at him. Yeah. I knew he didn't have a costume anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have a costume at all. It's like a t-shirt. It's a grunge Superman. He's got he's got like a crew cut, a crew cut. Huh. At least the images I saw. I, I haven't bought Superman since the new Fifty Two started. Hmm. I think uh, I think Action Comics number one of the new Fifty Two is the last Superman book I bought. Hmm. Well, somehow we this has become a we we're tangenting way away from Avengers Spotlight. So oh, it's JLA good. versus Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah, Dan, that's a good book. That's that's the one that roped me back into collecting comics again. When one of my times I had left, I, I was visiting. Uh, I was going to school out in. Ooh, I think I've told that story before. That I was out in uh, Burbank, beautiful, beautiful downtown Burbank, close to the NBC studios, staying 
staying in a, a hotel that had a comic book store across the street from it. And I was going to a school for work for, for a week. A week. I only had to hold out for like a day, just, you know, just like four days. Sitting there one night. Oh, look, a comic book store. Oh, I guess I'll go, I'll go across the street and see what's new in comics. I haven't collected anything in about a year. I'll just have a taste. I, I, you know, I can control it now. What's this? JLA versus Avengers? Oh! <laughs> I'll just get one. And, and I read it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was it. Roped me back in. Although first, I've cut. First I've cut book the, is free, man. <laughs> uh, but I've cut the cord now because, man, I, you know, like we said, just can't afford it. Got to wait till everything goes on sale. Yeah, well, you I know. went to a quarter, a quarter sale. Uh, they had a quarter sale on Memorial Day at my LCS. I know. You showed me a stack of books. You no, bought. that was that was the prior quarter sale. This oh. was just this week. I bought uh, 80 books. I bought almost a complete run of uh, 52. 52! Because I only had the first three issues. So of the remaining 49, I think I bought about 45 of them. I only need like four more to complete that run. I've got 52 in four big trades. Um, I bought it that way. And that's that was that was pretty cool to read. Yeah, I, I always meant to. So now, now that I'm, you know, I'm just going to fill out the last few. Hopefully, also find them in quarter bin somewhere. Did you also get the um, World War Three tie-in? That I actually had gotten when it was coming out, so I have that. Yeah, because that's with Black Adam and. I kind of like that. It got critically blasted, but I liked it. Mm. Uh, from when I, it's been a while since I read it, but I, I had no problems with it. All right, we should probably uh, move on to our. Uh, we have no Avengers email. Yep, yep. We burned through all the email. So we should probably go on to our. Uh, Third or fourth book in the Korvac saga. This is the 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 third book in this in the saga proper proper proper. I have to pronounce my P's punctually. Enunciate. Enunciate. P as in pneumatic. <laughs> P as in Pataro. P as in pneumonia. The P is that the S is silent in your name, right? There's an S in my name. <laughs> Actually, there is no S. It's just an additional sound I've added. Pataro. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Avengers number seventy, volume numero uno. Why don't you and tell it, us what happened in that book, Bill? Well, I think I will. But first, before I begin the synopsis, I want to talk about the cover. On the cover, we have the lovely robotic maid, fair maiden Jocasta, who I guess she's either she's completely nude. Because, man, them are some nice rivets on her leg. She got, uh, that's, a, that's, that's like a metal garter. Exactly. So she's wearing her robot lingerie. She's wearing, like, a robotic teddy. Ooh. So uh, I need a few minutes to myself. Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, she's uh, got her back against the wall while um, Captain America and Iron Man are defending her from the rest of the Avengers. Hmm. Interesting. As uh, Yellow Jacket is stinging a cap shield, and Iron Man is blasting back Wonder Man, and Thor stands ready to uh, layeth the smackdown. And Wasp is flying with her legs akimbo. Yes, they are. I, 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 hard to spot her there. She's well, actually she's getting ready. She's getting ready to blast Steve Rogers in the crotch. I guess kind of. Ouch! That's going to hurt Cap. You might want to duck, lower that shield a little. So. Iron Man says, get back. The first Avenger who touches her answers to me. 
and 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 um, uh, Cap, who 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 has for a while has not been on Iron Man's side, says, "Don't you understand? She must not be harmed." And Thor, who, who all you see of Thor is his big finger, his big index his finger, big bill finger. Exactly. And one of the wings of his helmet and his hammer say, Nay, treacherous ones, stand aside or fall with her. And it says, because you demanded it, the return of the Bride of Ultron. Now, who, who demanded it? Uh, maybe Ultron? I guess he's probably getting horny about now. Yeah, I guess. I need a woman! Oh, sorry. You gotta get your James Spader uh, voice going. I need a woman. No, I don't have a James Spader voice. But I do know one thing. I need my glasses because I can't read this book. Oh, much better. So, our book comes to us from Jim Shooter, is our writer and colorist this time around. George Perez is the pencils. Oh, and by the way, did I point out that this cover is Perez and Austin? Once again, that's the last three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done all three so far. And all three have uh, been excellent. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where it's pr- I don't know if it actually is printed on the cover. I'm I'm looking as as we're speaking and I do not see. Actually, I think it is. Let me hold on. Let me check the hardback because it has a different shot of the cover. Page eighty. I know. Riveting, riveting podcasting, everyone. Excitement. Bill flips through pages. Yes, it's it's on the other side of the UPC symbol. It's uh it's got Perez and Austin printed there. A little bit of the cover got cut off. I don't see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just under Wonder Man's shoulder on the other side of the UPC section. So, anyway, yes. Burn in Austin. Not Burn in Austin. Perez in Austin on the cover. Now I lost my page in the other book. Dang it. <sighs> Damn it to hell. Damn you all. Okay. Pablo Marcus is our inker on the inside. Denise Wool is letterers. Archie Goodwin is the editor. And Irving Wantanabe is the letterer on the inside. Would be Watanabe? 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 Wata Wata Bing Bang? Anyway, synopsis. Uh, oh, didn't I say I was going to read this like Arnold? Uh, hmm. I don't recall. <laughs> Beast tries to cheer up a brooding Captain America during the latter's workout. The Cap is not receptive. He is not getting enough repetition in his workout. It is not. Anyway, when Iron Man insists on speaking with Cap privately, he apologizes for recent quarrels, saying he and the Scarlet Witch, oh man, that she is hot, had no right to judge Cap's performance. Yes, it's not been up to snuff. But the self-critical Cap says he's gotten lax and he's not a man anymore. Oh, and is determined to improve. Iron Man criticizes his own record as chairman. Shut up, the dog! Sorry. Notably, his absenteeism and says he's willing to step down and let Cap take over. Cap refuses, saying he just needed to know Iron Man was taking his job seriously. When the newly newly friendly Vision and Wonder Man play chess, Scarlet Witch receives word from Hawkeye of Two-Gun Kid's disappearance in Colorado. Well, see, he should have been in the great state of California. Meanwhile, in the Inhumans Hidden Kingdom Atalaya, ex-Avenger Quicksilver suddenly vanishes before the eyes of his horrified wife, Crystal. Yeah, if only I could have vanished from my horrible wife. That's Arnold speaking, not Dr. Bill. <clears throat> and in, oh, I can't even say that, pronounce this. What the hell is that? Saga Gratis, New York, Charlie 27. Yeah, he's a big man like me. Secretly saves young Vance Astrovic from a potential traffic accident. 
Bobby almost got hit by a truck. It's not an accident. Then reports back to his fellow guardians regarding Vance's status. Back in the Avengers Mansion, Wasp and Yellowjacket are having Ultron seemingly inert robotic bride Jocasta. Jocasta new. Jocasta. Well, Jocasta, stop bothering me. Well, moved into Avengers Mansion when she suddenly revives, apparently acting on a summons from Ultron. And for, you know, I, I just want to stop here. I should have been the voice of Ultron in the last movie, not James Spader. He sucks. And fights her way out of the mansion. The Avengers resisted first, including an abruptly returning Thor. Yeah, okay, all right, Thor. Until Iron Man insists they let Jocasta escape so they can follow her back to Ultron. And that's what happened in the book. Now, Dr. Bill and Paul will discuss the pages. Adios. Hasta la vista, baby. Thank you, Arnold. <laughs> we'll start off by saying it's Socrates, Arnold. <laughs> Whatever, Spataro. <laughs> and and why why is Arnold not going to be at Eternal Con? Well, mm. perhaps he will. Perhaps he will. Which, oh well, no, never mind. So, so I, I go ahead. No, I was going to say when uh, when I see you next, we should walk up and do the Arnold and uh, uh, Carl Weathers handshake at the airport <laughs> deal done. you should go <laughs> dodge you're, you're getting weak <laughs> and i'll go dylan <laughs> and we'll just stand there <laughs> for like 30 seconds with our arms up in the air and watch people walk by us going what the hell is going on oh you gotta flex yeah we have to flex come on you've been pushing too many pencils <laughs> uh well we've already talked about the cover um did you have anything? Uh, I know that uh, I don't really. The synopsis we go through pretty quick because we're going to go through the whole whole book pretty much. So, and there's a lot of key points that the synopsis didn't cover that uh, we'll bring up at, as we go along. One of the the, the the big ones that wasn't mentioned is um, what's going on with Thor, which we'll touch on that. And oh. also, I, I got a, an interesting point to make about um, the vision and. Um, at Simon Williams when we get to them as well. Yeah. But starting out, page one, we get Mr. Uh, Mr. Culture Reference himself, the Beast, who on the o- opening page has um, Cap is doing a, is that the Iron Cross? But he's doing an inverted Iron Cross where you where you have your arms, uh, your arms out. He's got the, like, it's the rings in gymnastics. I don't know. I guess they call them the rings. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that, that those would be uh, rings. And I think Very Iron Cross is what... Yeah, yeah, he's about what? He's like 40, 50 feet up in the air? Actually, w- probably more than that. He's way up there. He's directly but he's, above some sort of uh, like a steel frame of some kind. Which is probably some parallel bars for, you know, some, some more gymnastics and such. But, um, and, and you know what's cool here is a lot of, con- of the consistency in the art... Because if you look at the bottom of that first page, that little machine right there, mm-hmm. you see it, Paul? You're going to yep. see that again cause, because that's that stun machine that he's going to work out with later. I mean, there's so much little detail that's followed through with this. Now, the the Perez tech isn't as much, but we, you know, it's still a little bit here. We see some other machinery in the background. But anyway, uh, the Beast is looking up at Cap, and he says, uh, well, as an eminent philosopher Johnny Olsen might say, Captain America, come on down. But uh, we kind of have the the not the return because he never went away. We have Cap Dick is still um, 
well well in play at this point. He's still our brooding, grumbly Captain America. Yeah, he is not a very likable character through three uh, three issues here. No, no. And I must say, he is very dedicated because he is working out in his full costume, minus his, his, his cowl. Yeah, I don't really get that, but I guess it's just him. Well, no, you know, I get it because he should work out. Okay, why would he work out in, like, gym clothes? If he needs to be loose and limber and fight, he needs to be loose and limber and f- he needs to know how his body's going to feel and react in his uniform. I guess. You know, because if you're too loose and relaxed, uh, you know, like, soldiers usually train in their gear. So that's the way I look at it here. Like, he's training in what he would take into a fight. Well, then maybe he should put his cowl on and his gloves. <laughs> okay, you got me on that one. And, so, and he should carry his shield. <laughs> Tied to his back. Get up there. He should have uh, Mickey from uh, Rocky movies soon. Get up there, you bum. <laughs> so then uh, he, he basically f- with Beast, though, because he lets go of the the cur- the, the uh the rings and lets himself drop head first. Oh yeah, scare, scaring the crap out of the beast, but then grabbing onto that framework and flipping around and landing on his feet. Oh, see, I missed that. I thought he just flipped in in midair, but I guess you're right. He does grab that framework. Didn't spot that. Yeah, and Beast actually misses him because Beast tries to jump up and grab him, and he comes down and flips and lands right on his feet. And it's, it's a nice sequence there by Perez too, though, with the. Uh, with Cap landing on his feet, but then one, two, three, four, five, five after images of him falling, grabbing the bar, swinging around, and then doing kind of a tuck and roll to land on his feet. Oh, you know, you see what he does? I missed it. He goes off the, uh, the little horse at the end of the, you see him grab it in yep. the after image? Yeah. Yeah, because he swings off the bar, then he did, uh, what is that, a pommel horse? Then he goes off the pommel horse and lands on his feet. Why do I know so much about gymnastics? Immediately grabbing a 500-pound barbell and doing curls. Yeah. Arnold would be proud. Only 500. Come on. Girly man. You need to do more than that. Do that with one hand. And he talks about, uh, I guess he had had a super strength formula. Yeah, at one point. Well, it wasn't. I, I don't remember exactly how it came about. But at one point, he had super strength. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of short lived, maybe you know, maybe a year or two. And but eventually, he, they. But why does he feel so? He's the freaking super soldier already. He's still stronger than any human being alive. Any normal I mean, human. A, any normal, yeah, any normal human being. He's the peak of what you know. They say he's the peak of human perfection, plus a little extra thrown in. But on this team, he's. He's just a man. Well, so is Hawkeye. He's a guy with a bow and arrow, for God's sakes. Yeah, but I don't think he feels inadequate around Hawkeye, but maybe around Iron Man and Thor and even the yeah. Beast, who when Cap puts down the 500-pound weight, he, Beast lifts it up with one hand and walks away. <laughs> That's pretty good. He kind of shows him up. He's like, see you. I, I got this. I'll put it away. And he just picks it up with one hand on his shoulder. <laughs> because he, he, he uh, Beast tries to talk to him and say, you know, hey, you know, don't take everything so seriously. You know, you and Juan to take everything way too, way too far. And uh, he says, now take me. I never take. And Cap cuts him off and says, get lost, Beast. I'm like, whoa, okay. Dick Cap. Dick Cap. And just then, at the peak of his dickishness, who should walk in? <laughs> Iron Man. The target of most of his dickishness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and And Iron Man, actually, he's really... You know, he's coming in, uh, I guess you could say, helmet in hand. 
metaphorically and trying to kind of apologize and talk to Cap. And Cap just, man, he is just won't have any of it. He goes, oh, yeah, Dick. He he goes over. You, you know, you're after all. You're the chair. Oh, he says, well, uh, Cap, this is Iron Man. Cap, I have a couple of things to say. And Cap, I, I'm busy. Well, I'm going to say them anyway. This won't take long. Suit yourself. After all, you're the chairman of this team. <laughs> it's like, man. So he begins to work with the mobile stun blaster, which we had saw saw from the first um, the first page way down there at the bottom. Um, but now we have the same machine from a different view, and it's pretty cool because it was built by by Tony Stark. And it's funny because Cap explains to Iron Man how it works, and of course he's talking to the guy that built it. <laughs> he does the exposition workout. <laughs> yes, yes. There's <laughs> there's just as much fighting and exposition in the same panel, <laughs> and we've got some nice uh, some nice sound effects of uh, because you, you've got to use these gauntlets to beat back these stun blasts that this thing ra- randomly throws at you. You know, zerk, kazik. It's like the thing is doing Professor Allen introducing the show. Stunning the Avengers. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of Kirby crackle in these shots, too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It is very, uh, there's a lot of greenish, um, and we saw a lot of that last issue uh, as well. And we now have a guest appearance by Alvin. You might be hearing him meowing in the background. Alvin, come on, you're talking the Avengers. I have to come here. So, um, so basically, finally Cap kind of breaks down a little bit. And, you know, he says, you know, that he feels that, you know, I've seen too many friends die in battle, and it, when it seems as if your job with Stark outweighed your Avengers duties, as if you were taking your responsibilities lightly, and Iron Man says, I wasn't, but about Stark, Cap, I should have told you long ago, and, you know, he's getting ready to tell him who he is. He's like, don't keep your secrets, Iron Man. You lead, I'll follow. That's enough. Just so the I fact think- that he says, keep your secrets, to, to me, says he already knows. Mm. Even though he last issue acted as if he didn't but why would you say keep your secrets obviously he knows he's about to tell him something he knows he's going to tell him a secret that's true see, I didn't so see it, it's, that it's a little it doesn't totally make sense to me there because if you know if it wasn't a secret <laughs> i don't you know like like if he was gonna say something like well you know about stock yeah he's been keeping me a little busy but i let him know i need time that's not a secret <laughs> you know, but when he says keep your secrets that that Sounds to me he knows it is a secret, mm-hmm. and and it just doesn't make sense when you compare it to the last issue when he or the issue before that when he was getting on him for uh, being Stark's lackey. <laughs> but maybe that was I, I don't know. Maybe that was it, it, if he did know. Maybe he was kind of saying Stark's lackey. He did. It was kind of like a double entendre by saying Stark. He knew he was Stark. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't. You know, I don't remember if there was ever when when Tony Stark's identity became public. I don't know if there was ever a point where they had an issue or issues where people reacted to it and you found out, you know, so-and-so was was surprised or wasn't, you know, that kind of thing. Well, didn't they – I'm trying to remember in Secret Wars because that's when Rudy was Iron Man. Did Ro- they know – Rudy. Sorry. Did – He was not the, uh, the marginal player for Notre Dame. Rudy. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with you, Mr. Frodo. Um, anyway, because um, did they were they thinking he was Stark? Because I can't remember if they thought he was Stark in 
the I don't armor. know if they thought he was Stark, but they thought he was the original Iron Man. Maybe that was it. Now, so maybe... Thor and Iron Man knew each other's secret identities. Because mm. I remember around the time I started collecting, there was an issue of Iron Man that Thor guest starred in it. And, and it's clear that they knew each other's identities. They, uh, you know, they even covered for each other. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing there was some point when Captain America was in on the secret before it became public. But I just have no knowledge of that. So if anybody's listening and they know of an issue where it was revealed or where it, you know, was shown where Cap learned the identity, I'd, I'd be interested in reading that. Yeah. I mean, we could probably look it up with the no, internet. No, no, but, no. Somebody but, could us. Yeah, but that takes the fun <laughs> away. No, no. That's no, what I'm saying. I mean, that, that just takes the fun away of trying to actually figure it out or, you know. But so at least now I think we finally buried this little subplot that's been going on and we can, you know, it'll make way for some different stories so we don't have to keep having this conflict because as we'll see towards the end of this that they'll actually be on the same side um next we we jump to and this is the other thing that i that i mentioned about the vision and wonder man okay meanwhile in the living room we have the, the vision. of justice jarvis serves tea to scarlet witch while vision and wonder man play chess <laughs> and the vision says you play well for one without the advantage of a computerized mind, Simon. And Simon says, dumb luck and intuition, Vish. You guys have the same freaking brain! <laughs> That's why you play chess the same, you dumbasses! Do they know that they're actually not playing chess? Because the board is red and black, that's checkers? <laughs> well, so. they, could, they, they could pretend. Maybe the colorist was off. Maybe they should have used their computerized brain to get the right board. <laughs> but, uh... Jarvis says, it would appear that you it would appear that your husband and Wonder Man have become good friends of late. Well, they have a lot in co- and then oh the phone, I'll get it. So, you know, I was I guess she was gonna say or remind Jarvis that they have the same brain patterns or the same inseam size. <coughs> um oh well, anyway. Uh and that's where we get a call from Hawkeye, which the first panel of Hawkeye, I'm a little disappointed with George Perez's artwork in there. That looks like a check. Oh, okay, let me rephrase that. I don't mean disappointed, but for but for Perez, this looks like a Jack Kirby page, doesn't it? It looks like a Jack Kirby nineteen sixty five page. Yes. Okay. So I'm not the. That's what I. I'm like, what? Did, did somebody pull that out of a, out of an early Avengers comic? Because that just looks so. I don't know. It just looks so weird. And even the next one is eh, not too bad. But it's like that one panel just kind of jumps out. It's just not... I don't know. Yeah, it, it really doesn't seem to fall in line with the rest of the artwork in this book. You I, know, and that, it, it almost looks like, like like somebody else came in and penciled that panel. Yeah, and and also go go back to the going back to the previous page, the one where... Like, I wonder if somebody filled in a few of these, because the one where Cap's doing a lot of uh, exposition at the bottom of the page, where he says, Iron Man, I guess my problem is that I've seen too many friends die in battle. That picture there doesn't look... I mean, it's not as bad as the, the Hawkeye one, but it's still a little off. That, see, that one, I don't know, that one seems to fit to me. The Hawkeye one, though, looks distinctly different from the rest. It almost looks like the book was ready to go to press... But somebody had a problem with that panel, and Perez wasn't available, so they had somebody else come in and, and redraw that panel. Well, everything is detailed except his face. I mean, look look at his arm. His arm has the musculature around the elbow, the bicep, 
and up to his hand. It's and then his face is just like like a Jack Kirby kind of blank face, like a background face. It's not a particularly dynamic looking shot. It looks like it looks like a pose I would have put somebody in back when I was trying to draw comics. And 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 that's probably an insult to Jack Kirby to say that. Yeah, I I don't want to say okay, I don't want to say just, it's a bad picture. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you look at it with the rest of the book, it jumps out and you're like, "Huh? What it, happened?" It's, it's also kind of unperez like, just a, a, a straightforward shot like that. No angle to it. No, uh, you know, it's not particularly a close-up. It's not, there's nothing about it that's dynamic at all. Yeah, because if... And Perez's artwork is generally framed in a dynamic way. Because if you look, then two panels over, you've got Hawkeye on the phone and we're looking up from the bottom of his chin up his nose. Yeah, we've got a Gene Colan going. <laughs> or would that be Gil Kane? Actually, that's what I meant, Gil Kane. Okay. And then if you go back to the first panel of this page... We've got the overhead angle shot of them playing chess. So, yeah, you've got the Perez angles, and then all of a sudden, bam, you're hit with this this throwback. Now, I mean, maybe it was an homage to something, but it's just like very – it just kind of threw threw me off when reading. It's just like I stopped and just had to go, huh? Wow. No, I, I, don't, I don't think it's an homage to anything. I, I, I honestly believe that this was somebody else's hand touching up the artwork. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jim Shooter decided to stick his big hands in it. Maybe. So anyway, Hawkeye tells Wanda over the phone, and I love how Wanda always wears her red outfit everywhere. Including her little head thing, which I'm still not sure how she even keeps that on. It's magic. So (laughs) he tells her that the two-gun kid disappeared on the train, must have been teleported away, not sure how it happened. She says that they'll be there, and he says, no, 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 that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on the next plane. Uh... You know, I'll be there. And then we jump to, um, um, and at that moment, halfway around the world where a strange city lies hidden among the remotest crags of the Himalayas, not to be confused with the really dangerous death ride at most traveling carnivals that will be around most of the cities where all of you live. Uh, You don't want to ride the Himalaya. Going backwards on the super Himalaya. All right, never mind. Um, I guess Lottie haven't been a little carny little uh, affairs, and those. I read a Dean Koontz book called. Uh, uh, there was was it Twilight Eyes or something? Can't remember. But there was one in adult. Basically, it said that carnies, that there was traveling demons that went that traveled with carnivals, and that when people died on those carnival rides, it's because the demons caused the accidents to feed off the suffering of the people and the families. And that's why they were traveling carnivals, so they would never the law would never really catch up to them. And there's this guy that takes on the whole carny thing. It was I read that like back in the nineties. So I read a lot of Dean Koontz books. It's possible I've read that one. I, at one point I got into a kick where I read so many of them that Well God he had so many. Yeah, oh he was he was even more prolific in in his heyday than Stephen King. And it's amazing how when I started reading his books he had no hair and later he did. Fascinating. How'd that happen? <laughs> and what was what was the gun of choice always in a Dean Koontz book? Let's see if you remember. He always had this book. I don't remember. I mean, gun. It was always a thirty-eight Chief special. Yeah, I mean that sounds familiar. It's it's been a while since I read one, but that the, the always, la- well, the last thing I read was the first three in the Odd Thomas series. See, I never read those. 
I I read like most of his stuff prior to the Odd Thomas stuff. Um, stuff. So I have no idea how, how that that went. Was it pretty good? It was. Uh, I thought it started to get kind of repetitive as it went on. Mm. But uh, one of my buddies said no. You know that he he read it. I think it's concluded now. I think he and he said he read all of it and that he felt it was very satisfying. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe I have to go back and check it out. So anyway, back to the Himalayas. Himalaya. Um, and we are in the city of Atalan, or Attilan, as I call it Atalan, and you call it Attilan, right? Uh, I don't know. I forget. I say Atalan. In my mind, Atalan. I was thinking Atalan, so you, I, I, don't, I don't know which one I called it in the past. Now. Let's call the Somebody whole. wants to go back and listen to any time we've discussed the Inhumans, let me know how I pronounce it. Mm. So we have uh, Quicksilver strolling out into the moonlight, hoping he's wearing pants. It's hard to tell in that first shot. But luckily, we'll discover I think he was wearing pants. But even if he wasn't, he could put them on real quick and we wouldn't know the difference. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> He's so quick in sex, you know. You didn't see that coming. Oh, ooh. Anyway, Crystal comes out and says, uh, Oh, are you troubled? Are you, when you were, I, I awoke and you were gone. Uh, Crystal, my love, I was merely thinking, blah, blah, blah. I have you. You know, your place is here among your people. And I would never let. Poof! Gone. Pietro! Pietro! He's gone. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye. Pewsh. A crystal scream shatters the somber peace of Adelan or Attilan or whatever we call it. In Newman City. And <laughs> the top line of this, uh, of one of the panels on the pre- previous page says, The night is cold and crystal black. And all I could picture was uh, throw mama from, from, from the train. <laughs> <laughs> The night was wet. The night was hot. And you ate me three. Anyway, anyone who's seen Mama from the Train will get that. We probably gave uh, Russell something else to go watch. Owen! Owen! <laughs> Mama! Chris Cross, you killed anyway. Strangers on the Train. While back at the Avengers Mansion, here we Meanwhile. have... Meanwhile. Back at Avengers Mansion, the Wasp has changed her costume again. And is showing off her cleavage to the Scarlet Witch. And her, and her hips. Yeah. But yeah, but... The, and her and the thighs, first one she, which are looking kind of large in that shot. <laughs> you see the vision notices. Eh? <laughs> see them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, I, haven't we brought up, what was it, one or two issues ago that the vision was making weird sounds? Yeah. <laughs> and here we have an example again. Eh? So it's like they didn't know what to do. They had to just stick a, a bubble in there. Now, is he saying that because he's noticing the wasp's thighs? Well, he's facing away from it. Well, I mean, yeah, but maybe he's got his senses or, you know. I detect more air movement coming, more air displacement coming from Chan. Was, was he Daredevil? <laughs> yeah. But no, I I think he's saying, eh, because... Um, Wanda's saying, uh, Hank and Jan, I'm glad you're here. I just got some disturbing news from Hawkeye. Eh? Eh? Maybe maybe, he's, maybe Vision's Canadian. Yeah, I think that's it. Maybe he's got a Canadian UL listing on it. He's got a ULC. We'll go with that. Could be. Yeah. So anyway, Hank is back, and you're going to be in trouble. Hey now, hey now, Hank is back. Oh. So <clears throat> Hank has uh, brought Jocasta back from his lab because basically – uh, Jan wants nothing to do with it around the house because she's tired of Hank messing around with his little sex toy. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Did I say that? Or was I projecting? Um, 
So I don't know if you want to read the dialogue of the guys moving, the Archie Bunker guy moving. <laughs> is there anything? What is it? Meyer and Meyer and Mac, or is it? Or is he? Is Meyer calling? I can't remember. Let me see. Yeah, no, it's Meyer and Mac. You're right. Meyer and Mac. Yeah. They're, I don't know if it's worth reading the dialogue. Do they, is there any point where you thought they were particularly clever? Well, uh, he does talk about the moving Neil Sadaka's piano once, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised Hank doesn't slap. I don't mean no disrespect, but a job's a job, you know. Does he say that? Yep. <laughs> bottom, okay. bottom, the bottom of the that first page, that yellow jacket and Wasperon. last panel. Uh, yeah. So the the, uh, the two moving guys, you know. <laughs> I think you know. I mean, I think that's one of the points where the book fails a little bit. To be honest with you, I think they were meant as kind of comic relief in the story, uh, and and they they didn't do anything for me here. I, yeah, I, I wasn't, you know, particularly enamored with them. Yeah, the one guy keeps staring at uh, Jocasta. <laughs> she's she's kind of beautiful. I mean, beautiful like a new car or a fridge, maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's that's Mac. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they 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 move her into the lab, and right after they are able to get her in there. Well, at, excuse me, as they're moving her in, we next cut over to Saugerties? Yep. Oh, okay, I said it right. Arnold couldn't say it. Yeah. And, and young Vance Astrovic is out playing in the street while a uh, uh, rather buff guy is watching him from the road with a bag of groceries. He's just standing there for like a couple of hours with his bag of groceries. Yeah, that's what I thought was kind of weird. It's like, how long is he standing there? They make it seem like he's keeping him under surveillance, right? So but why then would they you also keep... make it sound like he just went to the store to pick up a few things, right? Because yeah, because they were given uh, when we last issue what was it? Tony Stark said he gave him some money so they could buy a house over by Vance so that they could keep an eye on him, and that's what's going on. And luckily, either so it's just happenstance or luck that he, which uh, Starhawk will kind of bring up when we get to him, that Charlie Twenty Seven was just out there. And saw this happening because as Vance is about to be run over by a Paris wrestling equipment truck, future WWE truck, maybe about to run him over. Uh, and he stops stops the vehicle from smashing him. And then the mom and, um, and Vance begin to berate the poor truck driver. Hey, lady, your kid was playing in the street in the dark. And they're going to give this poor man... I mean, the guy's like, oh, my God, it's a miracle. I should have, there's no way I I should have been able to stop that short. And the mom, you maniac, you almost killed my son. And the kid, yeah, and messed up the whole space program. I'm going to be an astronaut someday. And the guy's like, believe me, I'm sorry. What would it like? Screw you, yeah, you little brat. Street. <laughs> uh, but so. he, it, it's also like the way uh, Charlie stops it by grabbing the rear bumper and holding onto it. I'm not so certain that you know if, if i was an engineer i'm thinking that bumper is coming off and the truck is still mowing him down yeah well one of the tires came off for some reason yeah i don't know i don't know i, I didn't really kind of get these the forces at work that would cause that either yeah i mean unless you got to think that the the momentum and the uh you know inertia is just pulling that fo truck forward at that point and and i'm not sure why the wheel would come off to the to the side Unless it, he just kicked it off because he's putting his feet down so hard because he's probably tearing up the pavement to stop that truck. Yeah. 
you'd yeah. also you'd find it hard to believe that he would do that kind of unseen also yeah i mean the only thing i could say is it was dark and you know maybe uh, you got to be pretty freaking fast too to, mm-hmm. like i mean the truck is coming at the kid and well you figure from he the would perspective, be... look, look at the shot in the the middle row the right panel as the truck is coming towards him oh yeah cuz he's in front of the truck he's, he gets he's basically behind in the, the same truck. position that Vance is yeah, and he, and he gets, actually gets behind in time to stop the truck from hitting Vance. Why didn't Vance just run out of the freaking way? Yeah, why didn't he just grab the kid? Yeah, like Daredevil. He could be blind now. Or maybe he would just... Uh, hmm. He could have had some radioactive wrestling equipment hit him. <laughs> what, was the radioactive man working out with it or something? Got some maybe. Chinese radioactive uh, wrestling equipment? Oh, this is French one. French stuff. Some French. Paris. Oh, that's right. Paris. Oui, oui, monsieur. So yeah, that that is kind of a little bit of a continuity uh, to steal a line from Andy and Michael. Continuity and nitpicks. Oh, it's definitely nitpicking. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to pretend like it's something that really would occur to me if we weren't, you know, going through this book panel by panel. Yeah, just well, reading it, it was fine. Because because my other thing is, all right, after they berate the poor truck driver who looks like a fat Reed Richards, it looks kind of like Mac. Kinda, yeah. Um, well, Meyer, one of them. Charlie heads back with his groceries, and the bags are no worse for the wear. <laughs> yeah. At all. He, he, didn't, he didn't even lose the Italian bread. He, he's got a lot of Italian bread sticking out of that. Is is that all oh. they're eating? <laughs> and all, uh, and all, uh, all Nikki wants is some tuna. And then Merle, Merle is there. Wants to know if he checked on Vance. Merle. <laughs> You got me. I'm like, Merle, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Merle. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, well, space Merle. I guess Martin X is uh, like up on all the weird customs, like using paper money to buy food. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. So basically in this group, only uh, Charlie or Ve- or uh, Starhawk could actually get away with going to the store. Right. Right. Maybe Nikki if she had a hat on. Well, I don't know. You know, uh, yeah, it's true. Starhawk has the Alice Cooper eyeliner on. Yeah, but <laughs> it's weird. Yes. Hey, buddy, what's wrong with your face? I'm just really tired. Oh, okay. And that's where he he uh, you know because he says, well, yeah, Vance almost got hit by a truck, and Starhawk's like, oh, it's good that you were there, Charlie. Perhaps it was destined to be thus. Which that kind of answers our our question. Well, how is it that he just happened to be there to stop the truck? Mm. You know, you know. Martin X was suggesting that we abandon our, our vigil and try to hunt down Korvac, but we dare not. He will come here to murder Vance, and we must be ready, waiting. Except the word of one who knows. Well, maybe you just don't want to leave and you want to watch TV. Yeah, he's he's busy watching soap operas. My my stories are on. <laughs> Except the word of one who knows. <laughs> I must see what happens on all my children. Which at this time, wouldn't Angela from uh, Who's the Boss be on? Was she on One Life to Live or All My Children? I believe she was on All My Children. And she was a, she was a prostitute at one time. Yeah. Why do we know this? <laughs> Is it? Why? I don't know. I don't know why I know. That. I just, I mean, my I grandmother do. used to Except watch. Except the word of one who knows. <laughs> Uatu and Starhawk. The Watchers. Well, I did. I did around this time watch General Hospital for a while. That was when kind of the Luke and Laura thing was going on. And they had the weather machine. That was later with the oh. Ice Princess. Mm. 
That was in the early '80s. The Weather Machine. Back when, uh, back when soaps got kind of weird, because of, what was it on uh, One Life to Live on a- NBC? No, 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 Days of Our Lives. Uh, what's her name? That was uh, Electra Woman. She played uh, Marlena, I think, on there, and she was possessed by the devil. So cool. that's your that's your soap opera fix for now. So back back to the book, and we jump back to Meyer and Mac, and they've moved Jocasta in. And um, bingo, Jocasta opens her eyes and smashes out of the box. And it's all like Donkey Kong. <laughs> As the, the one guy. Jacket comes right in. He's ready to smack the guy. <laughs> What'd you do? What did you do? Was that a crash? If you have too much damage, that robot. <laughs> damage that robot. Oh, it's you, Mr. Oh, it's you, Mr. Yellow Jacket, sir. Thank goodness. Don't let her catch us. She's mad at Meyer. Because uh, he had called her a tin puss. <clears throat> anyway, and as the uh, as the Avengers stand on, uh, stand watching, uh, you know, he's pointing. Uh, She's over there. So they head to to the lab, and Jocasta goes over, activates the defenses, and it cuts off um, Simon and Wanda. Meanwhile, Jan, Jan, and Hank and the Vision had made it inside. And this is kind of weird, is that the lab is made of an alloy that is impenetr- that is nearly as impenetrable as adamantium. But let's so, never use it again. <laughs> but, oh, maybe that's okay. I think I missed that when I was reading because Wonder Man says he can't. He says, "Hey, what's this made of? Nothing shy of Thor's hammer can equal the striking power of my fist." Well, aren't we high and mighty about ourselves? Um, He's not alone in this issue. <laughs> Wasp, Wasp and Hank are, you know, two little gnats, and they're like, "Oh, I can't bring myself to shoot her. She reminds me of me." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you're gonna hurt her. Yeah. But, but Wanda says, "Perhaps if I concentrate, I can crumble it with a hex." So uh, Simon responds, "So concentrate. Meanwhile, I'll keep on thumping. Uh, no, no uh, double entendre there." Um, and beyond the barrier. Vision, it is true, she walks. Well, no kidding. The guy's already said she smashed out of a crate. You're just Captain Obvious today, aren't you? And, you know, Hank uh, and Jan see see, uh, Jocasta. And, um, like you said, you know, they can't... (laughs) Hank, that's my voice. Yes, but cold, metallic, like it is now. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Like it is at night. Oh! (laughs) Oh! And uh, Jocasta is like, oh, you, you, you live too. You live too. How I was quickened without your life being. How was I quickened without your life being forfeit? Uh, I am a computer program. I, I guess. Uh, yeah, quicken. <laughs> QuickBooks. So uh, the vision says uh, Ultron is clever. Blah blah blah. He's activated by remote control. I'll stop her. I'll just phase in. And oh my God, there's antimatter in there. No, wait a minute. But stop. Stop here for a second. Now, as you will recall, we did the first appearance ever of the Vision not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And he was a creation of Ultron. He was Ultron's puppet mm-hmm. and has turned on to be an Avenger. And yet, doesn't it just totally go against what he, the way his mind should work? That he, he goes to destroy her and says, I do not hesitate to destroy an unliving tool of Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, isn't that the same as him? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of, uh, you know... Now that he's got a woman, he's, uh, you know. Screw you all. I yeah. want to be the only one, baby. That's right. 
I'm the only unliving tool of Ultron. Oh, I'm a tool. So he gets uh, the crap shocked out of him as he tried to phase in and he sensed antimatter pods, which wouldn't he just, bl- what anyway, just blown up matter, antimatter. Don't, 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 don't touch my body. To touch me would be, mean instant death. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking a little highly of yourself again, aren't you? <laughs> So he gets a, a little energy feedback and is basically taken out of the fight. Meanwhile, outside, um, we have an interesting little tidbit that Hank brings up. He says, still can't crack it, eh, Wendy? I've been looking for Thor, but he seems to have vanished. Mm. Now, if you remember, Thor at this time had been appearing and helping the Avengers out, actually prior to even us covering the Korvac saga. While they had thought he was out on a mission in deep space, and some of the times when he had seen them, he did not recall where he had been or what he had been doing. So, anyway, um, so he gets ready to punch the door again, Wonder Man, that is, and uh, Wanda says, I am ready now. The barrier will fall at the command of the Scarlet Witch, and Simon says, no, this door and I have a personal thing going on. It's a grudge match, and I mean to settle it. Waboom! And he knocks down the door. Well, what? Uh, why wouldn't you just let Wanda knock the door down? Because ego. I know this. This whole this. Yeah, it's funny because the start of the book, we have the other two main. You know, our two mains have kind of resolved their ego problems, and it seems like everybody else is nothing but ego. But uh, yeah, and uh, now the vision. And I think you'd you know, stay back to touch my body would be instant death. Mm-hmm. Much like it is in the bedroom. I just moved my servant like a big spatula. <laughs> I have absorbed a surge of deadly energy. I calculate that I'll require another 97.06 seconds to dissipate it. Leave me. Leave me. me. Leave me. I'll be okay. Fine. Bastards. You know, why don't you just stick your finger in a, in a light socket and like feed the. Don't just dump it into the power grid or something. Okay, I'm a little lost here. And just after that, it says, at that moment in in the courtyard, how did they get out of the lab? Wasn't the lab sealed? Well, no, no, because they were in the lab. Oh, no, they, was... they, they sealed Wanda the Beast and. Oh, they were in the lab. Gotcha. Okay, see that? I wasn't. Hmm, I guess I missed that part. Or, well, no, the, no, because they've been. Understood. No, because they, you know, because go go back. The, oh, wow, I just noticed there's a, why is there a portrait of Cyclops in the Avengers Mansion? Where is that? Back on page 16, where Hank grabs the, um. Oh, yeah, look at that. (laughs) You see it? There's a portrait of Cyclops there. He's never been in the Avengers. That's weird. (laughs) Huh. Well. I mean, my point with that was that they're all outside the lab because they put the they put Jocasta in the lab and he points to it and they're running to the lab. There must have been a different exit of some sort. I guess. I mean, I, it's again, it's nitpicking and you're probably accurate, but just 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 go with it. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're I think you're probably right, but it's just we got to just write it off as there was a different exit. Yeah. So maybe Wonder Man didn't have to destroy the door. He could have just gone around to the other one. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you still trying to beat your way in the lab? She's already outside, dummy. Idiot. <laughs> I'm going to beat this door's ass. But then she, she moved with computer swiftness and precision. I know my Dell does that. <laughs> 
Yeah, she uses computer swiftness. I love how Jan is trying to, like, they're trying to shoot her. It's going zang, ting, ping. <laughs> like, it's as really... if a pea shooter is being shot on metal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Hank, blast. I shouldn't have flown so close. She moves with computer swiftness and precision and, and pull, you know, just, just catches him in midair. She's she's crushing me despite my full size strength. Can't concentrate. Bring my disruptors to bear to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> ah, poor Hank. He's getting a taste of his own medicine. Serves him right. He's got a woman beating on him. She she just peels little wings off, and then out of nowhere, ta-da! The furry blue cavalry, which is exactly what the beast says. And he sings a song, but I'm not sure what it is. Are you familiar with the song? Not at all. It says that if I kick you in the garden in the moonlight, will you pardon me? Hmm. Beast, thank goodness. Wah! And he knocks over Jocasta, and Hank is able to get, to get away because I guess you can surprise robots and force them to open their hands. <laughs> Phew, another second, and I would have blacked out. And, uh... Hank now decides, enough beasts, let's not smash her if we can help it. Huh? Why not? Hey, look out, her eyes, says Wonder Man, and she has some nice, lovely, glowing eyes, and she hits the beast right in the air, right in the kisser. Pow! Arg! And um, Hank says it's his fault, which as it always is. It's my fault. If I hadn't held him back, she never would have hit him. He's he's just stunned, I think. Well, he still is ahead, so yeah, hopefully he's just stunned. All right, if, I'm going to interrupt you now. I, I tried to look up that line that uh, Beast is singing. Yeah. And apparently it's from the song that Tiny Tim used to sing, Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Oh, and if, is it I Kiss You? that? And, yeah, Tiptoe Through the Tulips. And the line goes, maybe it's flowers you stray will be the showers of life. And when I kiss you in the garden in the moonlight, will you pardon me and tiptoe tip through the tulips with me? Oh, I think what we know what our ending song is going to be. All right, back back to our uh, <laughs> synopsis or review, whatever you want to call it. Synopsis or review, synopsis. Anyway, she's got the glowing eyes again, and she blasts the crap out of Wonder Man and knocks him through a tree. And uh, now, oh boy, oh boy, now Jan is mad. I've lost my, you lost my sympathy when you grabbed my love, lady. Now I'm getting serious. Katang. Katang. Picking, patong, pew, 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 Yeah, it does nothing. <laughs> She's, but Jocasta says, no, don't. And Wanda puts the old mystical hex magic, chaos magic whammy on her and wraps a tree trunk around her, which she quickly breaks apart with no trouble at all. And, um... That's it. We don't dare take any more chances. Right. Let's smash her. We'll all strike at once as uh, Wonder Man, the Scarlet Witch and, and Yellow Jacket prepare to to, uh, to just take her on. And no, who is that? Calls out and a big kazap knocks the three of them out of the way. And we see Iron Man hmm. and Cap up on the top of the mansion. It says, leave her alone. The first Avenger who harms her answers to me. So everybody's confused now. And just to make it more confusing, who shows up? Thor. Huh? It would seem his long-delayed return to the Avengers mansion is well-timed. A battle doth unfold below. 
<laughs> the menace of yon mechanical contrivance in woman's form shall end with a thunderous blow from mine enchanted mallet. Fly, Mjolnir, mark thou well the thunder god's triumphant retor- bleh, return. Contentious much? <laughs> and as Thor begins to uh, chuck the hammer, and that's not a euphemism, he, uh, uh, Cap, you know, sees the hammer inflate, he leaps and he throws his shield and he's able to deflect the hammer away from Jocasta. And together, um, oh, well, okay, Thor lands in, uh, everybody's confused. Thor says, explain this, I have returned from mine extended absence only to find madness. Beast is woken up and says, your absence, what are you talking about? You idiot. <laughs> Hank is yelling at Tony, at, uh, at, well, at Tony, but he doesn't know it's Tony. At Iron Man, Shellhead, you can't be serious. You were letting her walk away. I'm the chairman, Yellow Jacket, and I say, let her go. And everybody's saying, what side are you on? And then he's like, if, if you know, don't push me, Williams. Do you read? If you shut up, I'll explain. And he basically says, the sensors built into my armor, not the solar-powered ones, because it's night, <laughs> have locked onto Tin Lizzie's electrical patterns. I could trace her anywhere. We're going to give her a head start, and she's going to lead us to Ultron. Who's going to kick our asses. Next issue, Ultron. Don't miss it. And that ends issue 170 of Avengers. You're not much in the way of Korvac in this one. No, it's just it's just a little... No, well, there was no it's actual... It's more just the subplots. Right. It was no actual... There was no actual Korvac in this, in this at all. I mean, the only thing that tangentially ties to it well, directly ties to it is the Vance, Astrovic, and the Guardians watching over him. But as we will learn later, the disappearances of the heroes will tie in. But we won't find that out for another two or three issues as to why. Yeah, I mean, those are the two aspects of it. The, the disappearing and reappearing heroes and mm. the uh, Vance, Astrovic. Yeah. I mean, because other than that, this is just, you know, this is just a regular ongoing Avengers storyline. But I always like see, seeing the Beast in these. I always miss this period with the with Beast as the furry Avenger. Yeah, I, I go back and forth as to whether I prefer Beast as an Avenger or an X Man. I, I, yeah. I get you know ultimately I guess it's it's six of one half a dozen of the other. I just I enjoy his character, so it doesn't really matter which one he appears in. Well, Annie Annie was a defender. I can't, was, I can't say I was too crazy about the run by the time he got into the Defenders, though. He wasn't on the Champions as too, was he? Or no, Iceman. No, no, Iceman and, and Angel. And Angel weren't Champions, that's right. Along with Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Black Widow. Ghost, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Hercules, Black Widow, Ghost Rider, Angel, Iceman. Yeah, and then uh, what's her name? The, uh, uh, the Russian uh, woman who had control over like the black oh duh. i was gonna say dark star i'm not sure if that's the name that was coming to my head but i'm not sure if that's right or not i don't know maybe I'm, i mean dc had characters called the dark stars she was with the um, the guy that could turn himself into a bear yeah yeah the uh, i don't even remember what what their their little superhero group was called uh mm, mm. the gulag the gulag Ghoulie and the Gulag. Oh! Marvel Comics, Dark Star Marvel. Yep, Dark Star, that's her. Okay. And yeah. does that have what the uh, group was called? Eh, 
Mm, no. Hmm. Oh, well, I can tell you in a second because I see a. Oh, what, uh, uh, yeah, the Soviet super soldiers. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we couldn't remember that. Just, uh. we're, we're preventing email now by finding it out ourselves. Whoops. <laughs> her first appearance was in Champions number seven, and her or- origin was told in Incredible Hulk 259 because I'm looking at an actual um, Ohatmu entry for. Nice. She possesses the normal human strength of a woman of her age, height, and build who engages in intensive. Regular exercise. I wonder what my Ohatmu entry would look like. For well, I would say you or I possess the strength of a man of our height, weight, and uh, size. Who does not engage in any exercise. Well, you know what? Yes. Honestly, a man who engages in exercise would not be my height, weight, and size. <laughs> Known superhuman powers. Hmm. Drinking, ability- drinking warm Mountain Dew. Can drink warm Mountain Dew of any temperature and the ability to tangent. <laughs> All right, well, we've we've been giving these uh, letter grades, haven't we? I believe we have, and I think they've pretty much been A's every time. But I think I might drop it to. Uh, uh, you want to give your grade first? Yeah. Am I keeping you awake? Yeah, you are. Uh- <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, I got another show to do after this. So. Yeah, I know. I'm glad I don't, honestly. But uh, I think, uh, let me just go back. The cover, I think this is an, this is an A cover. I, I don't really find any fault with it. I think it's dynamic enough. I think it's the kind of thing, if I saw it on the newsstand, I'd want to pick it up, even if I wasn't a regular Avengers buyer. So I'm going A on the cover. Excuse me. Uh, I think the interior artwork, except for the Hawkeye panel that you that you pointed out, with that exception, I think the interior artwork is pretty solid throughout. Uh, maybe nah, you know what? I'm gonna go A minus. Not quite total A, but not it does. I don't think it drops down to a B. So I'm gonna go A minus on the interior art. The story story is a little more troublesome because I want to give it an A, but I ultimately feel like it like. Like a lot of lots going on with nothing happening, and so that reason I'm going to just say a B plus on the story. Overall, A minus. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I'm going to fall pretty much in the same those that those are. You know, aside from the one. I mean, I had a little trouble with another one of the cap um, panels, but that Hawkeye panel just really threw me off. But I'm still going to give the artwork. Uh, I'm going to give it an A minus. Maybe I'm maybe I. A B plus because it doesn't compared to the last two. I don't feel this is at the same Perez level as we had on those other two. I don't know if it's because the last one was the massive fight on the psychic plane, on the cosmic plane, in the house. It just seemed there was so much more dynamic things going on. The aeroplane, <laughs> exactly. So. Maybe it's be, maybe it's because of the story that it's pretty straightforward, not not a lot of action, or just not 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 a lot of bombastic action. And maybe the maybe Perez plays better for the big dramatic stuff. I mean, and this isn't I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give the art a B plus because I'm I'm just not as thrilled with it as I have been the past two. Um, the story, I think the same thing. I'm gonna give the story as well because there's just a lot going on. And if you take out the other two subplots, you know, there's really not a lot here. 
there's just they move in Jocasta and she breaks out and there's a fight. Which this could almost that story now granted it's told over a few pages, but this could almost be a decompressed story for today. You know, that this would well, I mean, no, actually I, I shouldn't say that they would probably draw out, you know, there would be a whole issue de- dedicated to just moving her into the mansion. So mm. but uh so, <laughs> the Mac and Meyer series. The Mac and Meyer mini series. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give the story as well a B plus. So I think I think it actually, uh, this book is only going to be a B plus for me, so we got a little bit of a difference of opinion, but not by much, not by much. No, not at all. I mean, it's still overall. I mean, it's still good stuff. Oh yeah, no, it, and it's moving along the story, and you know, it, it's some some of my fondness for this book is I think based on knowing what's to come and where it's leading us. And and I, I don't know reading them the first time if I found these subplots as as compelling as I do knowing where they're going. Mm-hmm. But I can't can't turn back time. I do know where they're going, and I find them to be fairly well done. Yeah, because things are going to start getting they're going to start getting a little more into the disappearances next. Um, well, I mean they've got to wrap up the Ultron stuff next, and they're going to get more in into the disappearances, and that's when it's really going to pick up, going to get core back heavy. So I, I think we got about another two, possibly three issues, and then it'll be pretty much all Korvac all the time. Well, we, so. we we wrap up in what is it one seventy seven or one seventy eight? No one one seventy seven is the last issue, and then there's an epilogue to it from the uh, the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's issue one one seventy seven is the last one, and then yeah, then. The trade that they put out had a four-page epilogue, which we'll cover when we cover 177, I guess. So yep. we still have seven more seven more episodes of the Korvac saga Ooh, to go. Wow. Actually, eight because what I have planned, whatever that may be, whatever that may be, you will have to wait and see, true believer, or wait and listen, true believer, true believer. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks section of www.forumforgeeks.com. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.libsyn.com and is a registered trademark of Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Back to the Bins is a proud member of both the League of Comic Book Podcasts, which you may find at comicbooknoise.com slash league, and also the Comics Podcast Network, which you may find at comicspodcast.com. Take a moment to stop by their respective sites and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.
Through the tulips, 